0: Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a foxoliner, moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. Nexgard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive.
1: Do you want a beautiful lawn?
2: no, uh, no way, Montfrey. Yeah. Is that a phrase? I don't think so. Mon oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, no sir, mon What's the phrase? Oh, boy. Oh, We're going down the French route. I'm hole. asking.
3: Were you we thinking of au contraire, mon What? Uh, no. What contraire, is it? Au contraire, mon Oh, Au contraire,
2: mon That's what yeah. I was thinking of because I knew it rhymed.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, Thank but, you. As opposed to no
2: sir. No sir. No sir.
3: it wasn't even mon initially. No way, mon No way, No way, mon let Let's
2: not immediately dismiss no way, mon
3: Pray. <laughs> I'm gonna immediately just I'm know I
2: know guys. I let's do research it. Let's wa- let's work let's workshop it a little bit get the scratch. There's no way Monprey might stick. Yeah.
0: Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy
4: Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Jay Croucher and out in Ohio for the Hall of Fame game, Matthew Berry, Mr. No Way Monfrey. Berry, how is it out there?
2: It's great and it's already sweeping the nation. I've seen a bunch of people wearing No Way Monfrey t shirts. I saw it on a bumper sticker as well. Um, I, uh, I tried to register nowaymonfray.com and that's already been taken. So uh, it's obviously sweeping the nation. It's very exciting. Um, I'm here at the Hall of Fame game, uh, which we'll be broadcasting on NBC and Peacock Thursday night. So the whole crew is here, not just the entire Football Night in America crew, but Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, Melissa Stark. So it's great to see everyone and all of them. just saying, it's so great to see you. And they were like, no way, Monfrey. And I'm like, you too, Mike Tirico. You too,
3: Mike Tirico. So
2: anyway, everyone, it's, it's it's sweeping the nation. I was shocked when Mike Tirico greeted me that way. But, you know, it is what it is. People love it
3: yeah are any of those uh books behind your french uh, grammar or pronunciation uh, guidelines there's a lot of there's a lot going on there <laughs> i'm uh, surrounded by many leather-bound books
2: the room smells of rich mahogany uh, we're in the uh, we're we're at a we're at a sheridan and there's, we're, we're in the library and who knew who knew sheridan's had libraries but that's the, the room that we're in is, is the Sheridan Library. Like, I don't know if you – can you check out a book at the Sheridan Library? I don't know. I'm, I'm still learning all the rules here. I'm, I'm new to Ohio. Folks, when you get those bad trade proposals this year,
4: there is one easy solution for you. You just fire back the meme, no way, Monfre. You see it right there. There's Mr. Matthew Berry uh, yeah. looking sharp for the Sunday night football coverage. Yeah. Barry, I believe that was your first – uh, Football Night in America coverage, right there. No way, Monfrey. Great work by you it on was, my, little, it was I, It's one
2: year. It's literally, yeah, my my very first day at NBC Sports was last year at this game. So we're we are uh, we are literally two days away from the one year anniversary of me at NBC Sports. Uh, just absolutely, uh, look, uh, there was a lot of money on the under, on uh, on me not making it to one year. And so, uh, absolutely crushed that. So, um, very excited. Thrilled yep. to have uh, been here for the last year. Been, been the best year of my career, honestly, the last year at NBC Sports.
3: Time flies, Monfrey. Time flies. All right, All
4: right let's get into the Roto World headlines. We have a lot to get through today. Pl- plenty of news around training camp. And we'll start with Cooper Cup, who left... Rams practice early on Tuesday with an apparent injury. Adam Schefter reported that Cup is dealing with a hamstring injury where he will be out for a few weeks right here. So, uh, pretty concerning. They think he could potentially be back for scrimmages in a few weeks when things are really going full speed. But, Jay, a guy that dealt with some injury last year as well, as we know for Cup, not what you want to see for an offense that already has a lot of injury questions.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think the issue with cup and we know how productive he is obviously 2021 he has maybe the greatest wide receiver season of all time last year he's on a disaster of a team but was still just accumulating through sheer volume all the deep stuff went away but stafford was just throwing the ball to him every single time because there was no one else but i think the concern if you're drafting cup and it looks like he'll probably be okay for the start of the season though that's not a guarantee is that He's on a team that has so much downside that if it goes south for them, they're gonna sit him out extra games. I'm sure if they were a playoff team last year, he probably could've come back for the end of the season. So they're just a weird team at the moment where it's Aaron Donald, who might still be the best defensive player in the sport, It's Cooper Cup, who might still be the best wide receiver in the sport, and then it's almost nothing else. Yeah, I mean, if the Rams, if they were the New York Mets, they would be selling off Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup to the Cowboys and the 49ers and getting draft picks back. But they're just going to roll with these guys, and, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what's in store for the Rams.
4: Barry, where's your concern level when you see this news about Cup already
2: early in camp? Well, listen, my, my little Cooper Cup, obviously one of my favorite players in the NFL. Little nervous. Honestly, you don't love to see it after coming off of a major injury now has another injury. But the fact of the matter is, is Jay, he is he is quarterback-proof. He is team-proof. This is somebody who last year had a 33% target share. He was actually the number one wide receiver last year on a points-per-game basis. People don't realize that because it was such a bad season for the Rams and because he— he, um, uh, you know, didn't play the second half of the season after the injury. But, you know, he, he had eight full games last year. He had over 25 fantasy points. or He had 25 or more in five of those eight games. And then you think about the Rams' depth chart beyond Cooper Cup, right? I mean, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Ben Skoronek, you know, uh, Demarcus Robinson's there. You know, like, it's really going to be, you know, yes, they have Tyler Higby, but honestly, that offense is going to go through Cooper Cup. The fact that he's had another injury so soon after just coming back from last year's injury is enough for me to move him below Jamar Chase. So I have Jeff. My current rankings I have Jefferson Cup Chase at wide receiver. My top two hundred is going to come out on Thursday. An updated, to- a brand new and updated top two hundred right now. Just a top one hundred is out at NBCSports.com, RotoWorld.com. But when my top two hundred comes out. I will have Chase ahead of Cup. It's just enough for me to put that over. But the fact that he should be back for the regular season, the fact that I think he is team and quarterback proof, I understand the concern, Jay, but to me, uh, Cup's a competitor. And I think barring a major injury, he'll be out there every game. Over in Denver, some more unfortunate
4: wide receiver injury news. Broncos beat reporter Mike Kliss reports Tim Patrick suffered a full tear of his Achilles during practice on Monday. Obviously, he had a season-ending injury last year, another season-ending injury here. And on top of that, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network reported the Broncos plan to waive K.J. Hamler with a non-football illness designation. Hamler has made a post. He has a uh, what would be described as a mild heart condition where he thinks he will work his way back onto the field. So, Already, the Broncos receiver corps is getting very, very thin. Even after drafting Marvin Mims, there were big plans for Tim Patrick this year.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's just so sad for him for this to happen again season ending injury in the preseason. Uh, we actually have a tweet from my friend, uh, Remy Bean from CBS Colorado, which details just the extent of uh, the injuries that the team has dealt with the past. Four years, 2020, Cortland Sutton does his ACL, and then 2021, KJ Hamler uh, has the same injury, and then Tim Patrick last year with the ACL, and now with the torn Achilles. So, uh, you feel for Tim Patrick, uh, I guess from a like from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Connor. Like, what can what can Mims do straight away? Because it seems like he's going to have more opportunity now.
4: He can win down the field, right? I think it kind of. You look at them. Patrick is a guy that has a lot of size and can win the jump ball as well. And they were probably hoping for that. And when you look at Marvin Mims, he doesn't have that size, but he has four three speed. He plays bigger than his size. He plays above the rim obviously where they drafted him in a new offensive system with sean payton they really really valued him and were really excited about him but now that becomes accelerated here guys for marvin mims so for marvin mims this is definitely not only a bump in targets and opportunity but i think it puts more expectations on his plate
2: yeah i would i would agree with that but i mean i think it actually look first off awful i feel terrible for tim patrick after last year and then this year just it's just brutal. It's just absolutely brutal. Achilles especially. It's just an awful injury. So that is awful. But unfortunately, the business we're in, when there is an injury, there is a fantasy impact to that. And we're here to discuss the fantasy impact. Look, Jerry Judy was already a trendy breakout player to begin with. He was my wide receiver 23. I think he's going to have to come up a spot or two when my new rankings come up. Same with Cortland Sutton. Again, I guess more opportunity for Marvin Mims, more opportunity for Greg Dolchitz, maybe Albert Aquibanam. Maybe they go more to tight end sets here. I mean, obviously Peyton used the tight end very effectively in New Orleans, whether it was, you know, obviously Jimmy Graham, but, you know, you think about Taysom Hill in all the different ways, and I'm not saying either those players are Taysom Hill, but I think he'll be creative with his tight ends as a result of this. But I think both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton those guys those guys raise up especially given the fact that both guys were you know in trade rumors this offseason both know that hey like there's a short leash for them in denver my expectation here is that uh there's just more of a narrow target tree here and i do think marvin mims is kind of a really interesting late round rookie that you could see having an impact in the second half of the season don't forget Both Samaj P. Ryan and Javante Williams are very good pass-catching running backs, so you could see them using those guys more in the passing game. Again, think about how Sean Payton used Alvin Kamara in New Orleans as well. It's going to be a complex offense. It's going to be a pass-first and a fantasy-friendly offense, and I think it is incredibly unfortunate what happened to Tim Patrick, but certainly my expectation is the bigger names, more targets for all of them in Denver.
4: Over in Buffalo, Joe Biscaglia from The Athletic reports James Cook has worked as the Bills far and away top back during training camp so far. James Cook uh, coming off a rookie season that was a little underwhelming for a second-round pick at the position they brought in Damian Harris this offseason. Barry, do you think that this could be a backfield that one guy can get the majority of the touches, or are you still buying into that maybe it's a committee?
2: I think it can be. I mean, remember, down the stretch last year, Devin Singletary was the guy for Buffalo. I mean, you know, James Cook had flashes, and a lot of us that saw kind of the potential of James Cook were like, hey, free James Cook. But the fact of the matter is, with Devin Singletary now in Houston, 215 touches from the Bills last year are up for grabs. And so, yes, um, uh, I think Damian Harris could certainly vulture some goal line stuff. I believe Latavius Murray is there in Buffalo as well. See if he makes the team. But James Cook, to your point, Connor, he's a second-round pick. He is somebody who last year averaged 5.7 yards per carry. That was the second-highest among any running back that had at least 80 rushes last season. He averaged over 80 yards from scrimmage in the games in which he got double-digit touches. So, I mean, again, when he got work, he was really productive last year. He's going to get a lot more work this year. The question is, will he get the goal line stuff? Considering you have Damian Harris there, and, of course, Josh Allen is always a threat to keep it himself. It is a pass-first offense. But Cook, I think, is really interesting. Uh, my current ranks have him at 29. I think I'm too low on him. I think I'm too on low on him, and I think he's – I think he is a – you always hate to say this phrase, but in this case, I think it's super accurate – He's a running back three with significant upside. And when you get into the range of him in that kind of the mid-20 range, there are guys that don't have the same kind of upside as he does going in the same range as him. Again, because I think you'll see a little bit of a committee early on, but I think if James Cook proves that he can handle a full workload, I mean, Damian Harris is a nice player, but he ain't James Cook. He doesn't have the versatility. Connor, you can speak to it as well in terms of what, there's a reason why Cook was a second-round pick.
4: Yeah, Cook, like his brother, has that speed to the edge to run effectively in outside zone and hit big plays. And you brought it up, Barry, the ability, uh, the yards per carry were really promising for Cook. Jay, is this also a situation that we expect the offense to be so potent that, you know, we talk about this with the Chiefs all the time, right, with Pacheco and a lot of different other offenses, but with Buffalo, that you look at it and go, I'm going to buy into somebody in that backfield because this offense is going to score a lot, and this is the guy that we believe the regime has invested the most in.
3: Yeah, I think so. And I think, to Matthew's point, you know, Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, they're not super scary, I guess. If Cook is the guy, then he's going to be able to capture that role. But do you think that he has, you know, from what he did at Georgia, can he be a three-down back? I think he's, what, he's 5'11", 190. Smaller guy, yeah. yeah,
4: even a little smaller than that. I think you'd like him... Uh, to be that pass-catching back, to do your out. And it, it brings up, really, it goes back to what Barry said about goal line. We just don't know. Josh yeah. Allen is a guy that can eat into that. Latavius Murray, with how he's built, and Damian Harris with how he's built, you would think they would be that. So he has to be an effective pass-catching back to really have this breakout season. But I think it's there for him to absolutely be that guy, especially while they try to ramp up Dalton Kincaid in the pass game. Yep. You've got to lean on somebody else as well. So, All right, one more here, guys. Uh, Actually, no, before we move on to the last thing, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler believes Baker Mayfield has held much of the momentum for the Buccaneers' starting quarterback job all summer, Jay. We heard, really, spring, we heard Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Maybe not the most exciting heavyweight title fight right there, but Trask is a guy they've used the second-round pick on. Baker is a veteran that has bounced around and is trying to hold on to his career, but it sounds like Baker's breaking away.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, let's define momentum. Because <laughs> momentum, it feels like a, if a tree falls over in the forest, and no Completing one hears a few it. Passes, yeah, if yeah. Baker Mayfield gains momentum uh, at Bucks training camp, does anyone hear it? I think. Look, there are ways to believe in Baker Mayfield if you want to interpret what's happened the past five years in a certain way where Baker was excellent in year one and year three in Cleveland and then I think year two was the Freddie Kitchens year which was the disaster and then year four he was dealing with the shoulder and then last year was just the weird year where he goes into Carolina and it's not quite you know he goes in there late and there's not a great skill position uh, set for him outside of DJ Moore and then he ends up on the Rams when uh, Cooper Cup isn't there and so I guess you know He's still the number one pick in the draft. We are five years, six years removed from that. But, I mean, have you given up on Baker or do you think there's still some light?
4: Man, I think it's tough right okay. now. The injuries, he hasn't looked like the player came onto the scene for the Browns early in his, his rookie season as well. I think, once again, the fact of how much he's bounced around, it seems like every time he might be finding some success, he comes back down to earth. I think for me, my question to you here, Barry, is
2: is this quarterback competition even fantasy relevant this month? It's not fantasy relevant to the quarterback position, right? Because even if he's the starter, right? And he he has really nice skilled players around him. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White, right? All people that will be drafted high in fantasy leagues this year. The fact is he doesn't run and he doesn't have a rock solid, you know, hold on the job. And so he's not fantasy relevant, but it is fantasy relevant to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because to the point... Right. He is, you know, we care about who the quarterback is of Tampa Bay because we care about Mike Evans, because we care about Chris Godwin, because we care about Rashad White. I mean, maybe Kate Otten has a, you know, has a bump this year as well. And so um, I think you would rather if you're drafting one of those guys, I think you would rather Baker Mayfield, who at least has shown has had success in the NFL. It hasn't been consistent, but he has had success in the NFL. We just don't know what you get out of Kyle Trask. Baker does have a big arm. Uh, he has at times in his career been accurate. He's also been wildly inaccurate uh, at, at times here. But, you know, think about this. Jarvis Landry, if you want to compare Chris Godwin to a player that, that has played with Baker Mayfield, how about Jarvis Landry, who was a slot receiver, who, by the way, was a top 30 wide receiver with Baker Mayfield when they were in Cleveland, right? They had a couple of good years there with Baker Mayfield. And so you feel good about Chris Godwin. Mike Evans, feels sort of quarterback proof like he's you know is there a connor is there a better 50 50 ball winner in the nfl than mike evans right i mean you know so like with mike evans you just gotta you gotta throw it somewhere near him you know know i mean the guy's like whatever six foot seven just throw it somewhere near mike evans and chances are he's coming down with it so I, I think if you are drafting either those players or, or Rashad White, I think you're rooting for Baker Mayfield because we think this offense will be more competent under him. But I don't know that for him specifically. Yeah, you know, He's my quarterback 32.
4: I'm with you all the way on that. I think there's a better floor with Baker Mayfield for these guys, these pass catchers, than with Kyle Trask, to state the obvious. Yeah,
3: I just worry about the O-line as well, where that's been decimated. It's not the same O-line. And also, Baker, so much of his success was behind that awesome offensive line in Cleveland. Now he he doesn't have that kind of protection. One more thing here, guys. Dan
4: Campbell over in Lions camp wanted a live lion on the sideline, but in his words the league frowns on that. Jay, another, <laughs> another summer of uh, Man Campbell. Yeah, I, Campbell.
3: I mean, there were rumors that uh, our producer, Matt Casey, wanted to put a lion out the front of the Happy Hour set to uh, just kind of, you to know, improve yeah, well, to <laughs> keep us shield. on our toes and improve our analysis of Kyle Trask, but uh, yeah, just another, another great memeable moment for Dan Campbell, uh, the lord of it, king of the press conference.
4: Barry, is it uh, approved by you? Would you prefer a lion on set here at the Happy Hour or at Lions camp, or are we a hard out on that?
2: No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in favor of, of lions, of many, many lions. Lions in Detroit, lions at the happy hour set, lions everywhere. I, you know what we, what we should do as a, as a group, Connor, you and I have not figured out a, um, a present for Jay Croucher for his birthday that he celebrated a couple of days ago. And I believe his his children, his young daughter especially, would love a pet lion. <laughs> we should get him, we should as a show have a pet lion, but it stays with Jay Croucher. I like that. Your wife would like that, right?
3: Yeah, my uh, five-year-old daughter's lobbying for a goldfish, but if we want to just go lion instead, yeah, that that can also play.
4: Yeah, a, lot, a pet lion in Stanford. It's that's a legal, different right? way to go. Yeah. I, I thought Barry was leading towards yeah. it. like we'll get you tickets to the zoo as <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> a family, yeah. and it said it's a lion, no. a lion in your backyard, Jay. Oh, so boy. well done.
2: All right, the show is back. It, in. So- go it, ahead, Jay. If you don't <laughs> want the lion, if you don't want the lion, we'll Jay, I'll, I'll, should we get you? A, we can get you a kangaroo. Yeah, oh, make you feel wow. like you're oh, home. First, first kangaroo gag
3: <laughs> Home suite, of the home. season. No, wow, yeah, I, had, I had under 0. .5 shows before you're going to make your first kangaroo gag in the overcash. There Man, you go. Shout out to those that hit the cash. over
4: on Australian jokes for the week. The show is back, and so is the Roto-World Fantasy Football draft guide. Stay connected throughout training camps with updated player rankings, team profiles, and projections that will help you win your fantasy league. Go to NBCSports.com slash draft guide and use promo code BARRY20 for 20% off at checkout. Remember, that is the promo code you want to use, Barry20, not Connor10 or J5 <laughs> in the words of Matthew Barry
2: to get the full I mean 20% those will work. <laughs> if you would like to pay more, those will
0: work. I'm just saying that probably Barry20 is the is the way to go. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a foxoliner, moxidectin, and pyrantel chewable tablets. Nexgard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive.
1: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed.
4: So in the honor and the spirit of the fun Immaculate Grid game, for those of you that are not playing Immaculate Grid, it's simple. It is a grid where you might have teams on the left, you could have teams on the top in the stats, and you got to match the grid. For example, uh, maybe somebody that played for the Browns and the Bengals, we're going to do a fantasy football happy hour Immaculate Grid where it is Barry, me, Jay, And we have to guess who each other's predictions are for fantasy QB1 of the season, RB1, wide receiver 1. We will go in order on this exercise. So, Jay, you and I need to make a prediction of who Barry is picking this year to finish as his QB1. I will give the floor to you, Jay Croucher. Oh,
3: thank you, Connor Rogers.
4: We can work as a team, but...
3: Yeah. I mean, I think the safest option on the board is, is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just in terms of uh, just the floor that he is going to give. This is Barry's brain, not Jay Croucher's brain. Barry does like to, to swing for the fences. I think there's some more Justin Fields equity uh, than one might expect. I mean, we could just go look at his rankings, but that's not as fun of an <laughs> no, exercise. I, and I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I deliberately didn't either. Uh, but I would say Mahomes. Who would You're you going to go
4: with Mahomes? Yeah. I think he's going to double down on Jalen Hurts here. I think he's going to go. I know that was his ride or die last year. I think he's going to predict – Jalen Hurts for another monster year. So you're going with Mahomes. I am going with Jalen Hurts. Drum roll here. Barry is predicting is QB1 on the season to be? And I truly don't know right now. I have to wait for the animation, <laughs> which is maybe a bad right. one. Yeah, yeah, there he is, Jalen Hurts.
2: Like, nice, nice call.
4: It looks like... Nice I, call, Conor Rogers. That's ah, right. There we go, Jalen Hurts. I uh, consume your content, Matthew Berry.
2: Absolutely. So I appreciate that. Thank you, you very much for coming to NBCSports.com, RotorWorld.com. It's a great what, place what to he, be. He's no a way. ride or die for a reason. He's a ride or die for a reason. Look, they all... Everyone is back, right? It's still still a great offensive line. It's another year of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith there. Goddard is back healthy as well. Oh, by the way, I I would argue that their running backs are even better. They added a great pass-catching running back in DeAndre Swift. Rashad Penny is a guy that can take a swing pass and take it to the house as well. So I, I would argue that their team is as good, if not better, than last year. To me, Jalen Hurts, because of the rushing, and the the ability to throw down the field in terms of the weapons he has. It's close. You can make the argument for Allen or Mahomes, but I'm riding or dying once again with Jalen Hurts as my QB1. You worried,
3: uh, Matthew, at all about the rushing touchdowns, where he had 13 of them last year. Do you think that's, that's sustainable? Because that would probably be the one thing uh, with Hurts that is a concern.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I and I actually, yes, I mean, if I was projecting it out, I would think he would have less, I think he'll have less rushing touchdowns this year But I think he's going to have more passing yards and more passing touchdowns. Again, remember last year was his, you know, um, was his first year with A.J. Brown, right? It was only his second year in Sirianni's system. And so um, now I think he's got the big contract. It's his third year in the system. Everyone's, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel like last year was sort of trying to prove himself. So this year, I think even more confident. So, yes, I do think the t- rushing touchdowns regress a little bit, but I don't think the rushing does. It's still just such an important part of his game, and I do think he'll, he'll make up for that with more, more passing volume, uh, both touchdowns and yardage.
4: All right, next up is my QB one. So, fellas, you get the floor to try to predict this one.
3: Okay, so I've put myself into Connor Rogers's head. What do I like to do? Like to wear tight T-shirts. <laughs> yep. uh Like to leave clubs at late, but mostly respectable hours. <laughs> uh, like to obsess about the New York Mets. Uh, I think that all adds up to. I think you'd go Jalen Hurts as well. Actually.
2: Wow.
4: Yeah. The do- okay. Barry, do, do you think I would copy you like that with the Jalen Hurts pick?
2: No, I don't think. I don't think you would. Um, I could see you going with Herbert because you know you're kind of a surfer he's kind of a surfer you guys of, get both kind of, kind of have that you know that, really that California binary. vibe um I could see you going to Aaron Rodgers just to suck up to your SNY family you <laughs> that's know fair. that's fair they're probably feeling jealous because you spend more time with us than you do with them so I could see you you know trying to get in uh trying to get in good with number eight over there but uh, you know what listen I think you're gonna say Mahomes I think you are uh, look I mean Mahomes uh, is the obvious guy I'm gonna I think you're gonna say Mahomes Barry thinks I'm going with the obvious pick, and that would be wrong
4: because I went with Lamar Jackson. I am a wow. big believer in Todd Munkin being hired away from Georgia. I think he'll be able to have a career year as a passer. While well, I think hopefully he stays healthy enough to be an effective runner and playmaker, and they finally got some talent around him. I know Odell Beckham is not the, old, uh, the Odell Beckham of old, but you have Zay out there right now. You have effective tight ends. I don't think the backfield does enough for me that this is going to be Greg Roman's Ravens. They turn around and run the ball 800 times. So it's all about health with Lamar Jackson, but based on talent and how much the offense has changed, I'm really excited about him this year.
3: Yeah, and I think Lamar Jackson is more likely to have the season that everyone thinks Justin Fields is going to have yes. than Justin Fields because Lamar Jackson is he's just better at football than Justin Fields until proven otherwise.
2: All right, Jay Croucher's QB1. You know what's is, interesting okay, is Barrett. I – I had Lamar Jackson in my mind, but that's who I thought Jay was going to pick was Lamar Jackson I do like Lamar. because I agree with everything you just said. I mean, the concern is the health with, with Lamar Jackson, but I have Lamar Jackson at four, which is higher than consensus. He's just – I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like, I think he's going to have a monster, monster season.
4: Barry, who do you think Jay is rolling with? I feel like he, he might have gave it away while trying to guess yours. He went into his own mind. So I'm leaning Patrick Mahomes here, but do you agree?
2: I yeah I would think Mahomes I would have said Lamar Jackson just because I know he loves Lamar Jackson uh, as well I know he loves J- Justin Herbert um, but I'll say Mahomes you know uh, you know Jay is a an odds based guy you know he he like he loves his Vegemite he loves he loves uh, ruining movies um, but he also you know he loves he loves what's the most you know what's the odds on favorite and. Patrick Mahomes is the odds-on favorite to finish his QB1 because he's the best quarterback in football, period. Well, Jake Croucher, uh, your QB1 is?
3: It, it's Patrick Mahomes. But I just love how the synapses in Matthew's brain works to go from uh, he's an odds-based guy, he loves Vegemite. Uh, very strange linkage there, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, with Mahomes... I think I can see the argument for Hertz. Lamar has the upside. Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, I think, are in that mix as well. But I think Mahomes, he just has clearly the highest elite floor. And I think that he plays a less brutal, maybe injury susceptible game than someone like Hertz or Allen. Mahomes hasn't missed a game the past two years. Hertz has missed a couple uh, each of the past two. And Mahomes, I mean, I think that, you know, with. With a lot of this stuff, we go out of our way trying to find new guys. Mahomes is just the best quarterback. I think by himself, he's in his own tier. Just as a football player, it's not always the same as fantasy. But I think Mahomes, he's still got very solid O-line. He still has Kelsey. He has enough, uh, I think, lottery tickets at receiver that he's going to make one of them work. Uh, And also, the thing with Mahomes, too, is... Uh, I say this all the time. It doesn't caught on the way I would like it to, but he is defense agnostic. Just does not matter what defense you throw at Mahomes. The Eagles had an elite defense. Mahomes had one leg and still was scoring on every single drive in the second half of the Super Bowl. Uh, He's just a freak, and he's my QB one.
4: As we move over to the running backs here, we will start with Barry once again here. Jay, this one... A little bit more of an open field. Felt like with quarterbacks, we came back to the same four names over and over again with running backs a little more wide open. We had some turmoil already this week with Jonathan Taylor's situation and Indy, who would be in the running for this. Josh Jacobs is not at camp. Good news is Saquon Barkley is back. Who do you like to? uh, Who do you like as your prediction for Barry's
3: RB one? Yeah, I think Barry would be tempted to go with uh, repeat friend of the show Austin Eckler, but I think uh, Mister Barry will ultimately wind up with uh, Christian McCaffrey.
4: Okay, all right. I was going to go with Austin Eckler here, but McCaffrey definitely the betting favorite on the board. Barry, take it away. Who is your RB one heading into your prediction for the season?
2: It's just it's about what's going to ultimately happen. And I have Bijan Robinson. Wow! Oh, as hello. My RB, as my as somebody that I think will potentially finish as RB one, he's my RB three. Remember, last year the Atlanta Falcons led the NFL in running back rushing yards. Uh, they had the second most running back carries, and that was with Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. Uh, I mean, right, and so now you go out and you spend an early round pick on Bijan Robinson, a top ten pick think about Arthur Smith when he was in Tennessee as the offensive coordinator and how much work Derrick Henry got 718 touches over 2 seasons with Arthur Smith calling the plays I don't know to me B. John Robinson is just a special player who can touch the bu- and he's such more he's so much more versatile than Derrick Henry honestly he's more versatile than Cordero Patterson and we saw how creative they were with Cordero Patterson who was a top 10 fantasy running back 2 years ago under Arthur Smith, and so given the investment that that team has made in the run game, in their offensive line, and B. John Robinson's versatility, because he's not only a great between-the-tackles runner, but he is somebody that can line up as a wide receiver. He's got soft hands. He can be a big part of the passing game as well. Desmond Ritter, not the strongest arm in the NFL. I think B. John Robinson's going to touch the ball early and often, no matter what the score is, and so even although Arthur Smith will drive us crazy a little bit, yeah, in terms of... Uh, yeah, give me Bijan Robinson.
3: Well, I know we're going to get to this, but Bijan at a uh, croucher bet just moved into minus 150 to be Matthew's ride or die if he's got him as, uh, as RB1, but we'll touch on that later. I agree, Matthew. I think that I... The- but the, the premise of... Hang on for a second. I want to be clear here, though. The premise is, like, who might finish RB1? It's
2: not who you have ranked number sure. one. You don't have to right. rank a player. Just, I want to be clear about this because I think this is important. You don't have to... A player doesn't have to be ranked number one or be drafted number one at a position to finish number one at the position and be worthy of that number one spot. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so Justin Jefferson, um, just to give an example, right? Justin Jefferson is ranked number one at wide receiver, not only because he is an elite player, but because barring an injury, he's going to finish a t- as a top five fantasy wide receiver. Like, it is well within, there's, there's no range of outcomes where Justin Jefferson isn't a top five fantasy wide receiver barring injury. And so, again, part of what's getting baked in there is safety, right? And so, anyway, that's just – I just – but the, the premise of this exercise is who do we think is going to finish as the number one, not necessarily who we would take number one. Yeah, just, I, want, can, I want to clarify that. You can take at least bigger that's risk how I here. understood it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You take bigger risk yeah. here. I mean, I picked Lamar Jackson to finish as QB1. There That is there is not a great floor all no. the time with Lamar Jackson because of health, uh, which brings us to my – Running back one prediction to finish as the top dog this season, Jay.
3: Yeah, well, I know you're very much on the Bijan train as well, so that was going to be my guess, and I'll stick with it that you're going with Bijan.
2: Barry, where do you think I'm going? Where are you going? You you like the young guys, so I mean, could you <laughs> go? Could you go, Jamar Gibbs? I'm going to say you'll go with Tony Pollard. Okay, I went with Bijan Robinson as well.
4: I believe this is the rare oh. repeat here. I back up everything Barry said. You already see it in camp. Bijan is an excellent route runner. They're going to flex him out to the slot. They're going to hand him the ball inside, outside. And as much as we cannot have faith in Arthur Smith to do right for us in fantasy by Kyle Pitts, we can absolutely go the other way with the trend of running backs when you look at Arthur Smith's history with workhorse backs. They used a top ten pick on this guy. He's special. And I really want to pull out something that you said, Barry. This offensive line is vastly underrated. They are an excellent run-blocking unit. They've graded out as a great run-blocking unit. Chris Lindstrom might be the best guard in football that nobody talks about. I think Bijan's in for a mammoth season.
3: Yeah, and I think if you were to pick any single team in the league for Bijan to go to in terms of just producing fantasy value this year, I think you'd probably choose Atlanta over over any other team. Absolutely. I mean, you just look at what Tyler Algier did last year, 1,035 rushing yards on 210 carries uh, in a legit timeshare. And Tyler Algier went over 1,000 yards. Uh, So I think that with Bijan, I mean, it's not that complicated. He's the best running back prospect out of the draft since perhaps Adrian Peterson, if not earlier. Saquon Barkley would be the other candidate there, I think. And now he's going to an elite. Uh, run blocking offensive line with a coach who's just obsessed with calling run plays uh, for better or worse. So it's a dream situation for Bijan.
4: All right, Barry, that brings us to Jay's running back pick here. Are we going back to maybe what we like to say the betting favorite, or do you think he went a little off the board here?
2: I think he probably went Christian McCaffrey. I think he went with a betting favorite. All right, I'll, go with, Al- went, yeah. I'll go with he- Austin Eckler. Before the, the turmoil this week, part of me wanted to say,
4: Jonathan Taylor, I know you you were buying back a little bit on a Taylor rebound after the dip came. Jay, where'd you go?
3: I went for neither of those guys. I Ooh. went with the guy who's currently going r 6, and that's Nick Chubb, Hello. who I think is... Going a little bit under the radar sure. i know there's some sentiment out there uh that this is going to be more of a passing offense But I think there's something strange with that where, you know, if if it is more of a passing offense, if they commit to that, if that is going well, that means that it's going to be succeeding and it means that they're going to be more explosive offense. It means that they're going to be in scoring position more often. I think that Chubb can compensate with more touchdowns for perhaps less carries than he might get. They're not even convinced he's going to get less carries because Kareem Hunt's not there anymore. I think that Chubb, uh, who's in previous years seen more like 60 percent of carries in action i think that could trend to more towards 75 80 percent i also just think he's the best pure runner in the nfl oh, just yeah. like clockwork every year uh when he is healthy you're looking at 1400 yards you're looking at 10 to 12 touchdowns and i think he's got more upside in the receiving game as well so i think nick chubb is uh being very slept on connor barry you
4: like that scenario where chubb finishes his rb1 can you envision it at least?
2: I can, because honestly, like, I, I have Chubb higher than consensus in my ranks, and I agree. I think the Browns' offense is going to be very fantasy-friendly. They're going to go three and four wide. They're going to be passing a lot, which, by the way, will open up running lanes. Think about how many how many crowded boxes Nick Chubb has had to run against, how many eight-man fronts he's had to run against. And the fact of the matter is you're not going to be able to play that way against Cleveland this year. Um Nick Chubb, who I think you can make a strong argument, is the best pure running back in the NFL. Just yep. forget fantasy. Just, you know, from a pure skill Talent. standpoint, it's the best running talent-wise in the NFL. And so is a scenario where he gets less touches this year but is much more efficient with them and winds up with 18 touchdowns because they wind up on the 3- and 5-yard line all the time? Absolutely. So uh, I like the call there with uh, Chubb. I believe I'm at, I have him at running back six. So I'm, I'm pretty high on Chubb. I've seen him go outside the top ten among running backs. I, I think um, I think Chubb's in for a big year. I like the call. So we will close this out with our wide receiver
4: one predictions here, Jay. Our last Barry prediction for this one. We know he kind of mentioned the floor of Justin Jefferson, but you can take a little bit more risk with this exercise I would say this would be the most difficult Barry prediction for me. I'll go chalk, though, and go back to Justin Jefferson.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson as well. I think that uh, when you just look at the year that he had last year, again, one of the great wide receiver seasons of all time, I think he's the call here. Barry? Barry? The big reveal. It's not. It's not him. And I thought one of you would have guessed Cooper
2: Cup. Although obviously the the injury news is a little concerning. I went to Jamar Chase, okay. who last year had a 29% target share. He you know he averaged over 11 targets per game. He led all wide receivers in red zone targets per game. He averaged over. He, he gets over 21 fantasy points per game when he sees at least seven targets. I mean he's just you know. He's an incredible player. It's a hot team. It's a, you know, it's a great quarterback. Obviously, there's a real connection between Burrow and Chase. You know, I mean, I've Chase as my number two running wide receiver in my rankings that we talked about in the cup segment. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch. But yeah, give me Jamar Chase. A team that's in a brutal division, as you and I were discussing before the show, they're going to be
4: throwing the ball a lot. Chase, just a freakish talent as well.
3: Yeah, I think the other thing with Chase, which people might not necessarily think about as much, is that. This is only his third year, so he still has skill upside to come in ways that guys like Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, who are 29-30, that they don't. like. Those guys are largely finished products, uh, and also they don't have the quarterback situations clearly that Jamar Chase has. So he has, of all these guys around the top of the board uh, for wide receivers, I think he has the most upside in terms of going to another level. All right, so that brings us over to my wide receiver
4: one prediction for the year here, Jay.
3: Yeah, I was still taken aback by your Lamar Jackson call, so maybe you've uh, got a sneaky one up your sleeve, but I think you will have gone Justin Jefferson as well.
2: All right, Barry, prediction from you? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I think you'll you'll say uh, Justin Jefferson as well, but you know what, I'll, just to make it interesting, maybe you'll go with friend of the podcast, CeeDee Lamb, or as I like to call him, Eight. <sighs>
4: You do like to call him notoriously. Uh, You're both wrong, but definitely a little bit of a surprise pick here. I'm going with Stephon Diggs, who had a fascinating spring, a lot of mystery. But uh, some of my friends in Buffalo have told me (laughs) this is the best start to a camp he's ever had with Diggs. This is somebody they every time there's a little bit of friction, it feels like they overcompensate to get him back in the fold. He is fully back in the fold. Josh Allen's a great talent. Yeah, they're going to be working in Dalton Kincaid targets to this offense. There's no doubt about that. But we know that takes time with a rookie tight end, and maybe having a viable power slot will actually open things up for Digs a little bit more. So this is by far my most risky pick. But I think while everybody's nervous about the weird dig spring, I think he's going to have a massive season in that Buffalo offense, as he often does.
3: Yeah, I think the good thing with Diggs as well is that there's probably a bit more stability in having a high touchdown total than perhaps Jefferson uh, or even Chase have, where Diggs, he just plays in such an explosive offense. That offense has such a high floor. You always worry about Buffalo guys second half of the season playing cold weather, going into the fantasy playoffs, but at the same time, like Diggs, he's got you know 15 touchdowns, 1,600 yards that could absolutely be in play. What do you think of takes this season, Barry? Yeah, I, I completely
2: agree. I do think they'll, comp- they'll, uh, they'll overcompensate a little bit and, like, they'll want to make it right with Stefan and he's going to want to prove it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. When he came from Minnesota to Buffalo in the first place, he had a chip on his shoulder thinking that he was a number one. Buffalo didn't treat him like a number one wide receiver. Obviously, he proved that he was. And then you think about this Buffalo offense, as explosive as it is, Gabe Davis is unproven. Dalton Kincaid is unproven. Dawson Knox is, you know – is a tight end, you know, they got some nice moments from Shakira last year, but, like, honestly, like, it's it's a high-octane offense that doesn't have Nearly as much target competition for Stefan Diggs as you might think. So I th- certainly think it's within the realm of possibilities that he finishes as the number one wide receiver in fantasy.
4: That was my line of thinking. There's no T. Higgins. We'll see how much Minnesota gets Jordan Addison involved, you know, kind of a running mate like that. He just hasn't had that established guy yet. Our last one here, Barry Jay's wide receiver
2: one. What's your final prediction for our immaculate grid? You know, Jay always likes to go with the favorite, so I'm going to say Adam Thielen. I'm going to say that Jay <laughs> has predicted Adam Thielen, Bryce Young, and Adam Thielen. Just a massive connection there. Uh, who does Jay? Who would Jay like? Um, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, again, we, Jay Jay's going to take Justin Jefferson because you know it's again it's the odds-on favorite. I don't think you are, but I I don't think we'll have a repeat here. I wanted to lean Chase, man.
4: I think you'll still. I want to lean Cooper Cup. Now we'll go. We'll go a little bit off the board here. I'll I'll say you go with C. D. Lamb.
3: Yeah, I actually went Donovan Peoples Jones. No, I went. uh, I went with Tyreek Hill. uh, And the reason why is that here's what Tyreek Hill. Here's what he did last season. Uh, Seventeen ten receiving yards, second in the league. Hundred and nineteen receptions, second in the league. Hundred and seventy targets. Third in the league, he had an incredible season. He was towards the end of the year, favourite for Offensive Player of the Year uh, before getting edged out by Justin Jefferson. And he did all of that when a lot of stuff went wrong for Tyreek. He was banged up at the end of the year. He's limping around some of these games at the end of the season. And then to attack of Iloa, I think. Tua have closed 11 games uh, last year. He had 400 passing attempts. For context there, Joe Burrow had over 600. So I think that Tyreek, I think he's the best wide receiver in football. You know, probably an unpopular opinion. Most people would have Jefferson Cup or Chase. But I think Tyreek, the way that he stretches the field, just the threat of his speed, I think he is the most impactful wide receiver in football. I think that's reflected in his stats as well. I think on average, Tua is going to have a healthier season. They're going to have an insane offense, and I think that Tyreek. I think that he can flirt with two thousand receiving yards. So uh, Tyreek is the guy for me.
2: Tyreek Hill. J-SP. I like that. Yeah, I like that call. I mean, honestly, and like he's Tyreek has even said that's his goal this year is two thousand yards, and so. Um, Look, it's the second year in the system as well. I mean, that's the thing that you have to remember. I'm always a believer in, you know, the more familiar you get with the system, the more you understand it, the more you, it's just, you know, it's, it's back of the handy, right? You just know it, um, I think, helps. And so having a full offseason once again to, to be in McDaniel's system and coming up with new ways, they've added more speed in the offseason as well. Like defense coordinators are going to just have a nightmare trying to figure out how to defend the Miami Dolphins this year. So I like the call, Jay. Not Thank bad. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you.
3: Thank you to you and all the books behind you.
4: Surrounded by the greatest to ever play the game, the new-look Jets take flight in Canton against the local favorite Cleveland Browns. The NFL preseason will start where historical careers end. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame game presented by Verizon tomorrow 7 p.m. Eastern time on NBC and Peacock.
1: Every Stearns and Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at sternsandfoster.com. Lesser savings may apply.
0: Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxoliner, moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one and done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus. Choose. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.
4: And another reason not to miss it. Matthew Barry's big-time Thursday ride-or-die reveal. Barry, the the people are... (laughs) clamoring for this there was we're gonna get into the all the twitter video suggestions yeah. in a second are you feeling the heat right now are you have you
2: decided yet i literally have not decided yet i've <laughs> narrowed my list i've narrowed my list but i literally have not decided i have it literally in 13 minutes i have to go to a production meeting where i'm uh, they're gonna ask me and i'm gonna have to be like eh, i don't know exactly yet still um we're, i'm still crunching the numbers you know workshopping it going to R&D, you know, focus group testing it. But I absolutely, Connor, I absolutely feel the pressure. Jalen Hurts worked out even better than I could ever have thought of. You know, when I – my very first thing that I ever did for NBC Sports, I went on the air and I said that I thought Jalen Hurts, who Philadelphia sports friends were calling for, um, you know, saying, like, he's not a franchise quarterback and why didn't the Eagles draft a guy last year – And I went on air and I said, I think this guy could make a Josh Allen-like, like uh, like ascension this year. That I think he could be Josh Allen. Um, And then he went on and did it. Um, You know, that's hard to top. I got to be honest with you. Rider die has been pretty good. You know, Austin Eckler two years before that. Kareem Hunt's rookie year. Um, Thanks for not mentioning Daniel Jones. The one year I had him, that wasn't a good call. Um, But uh, I was a little early on Daniel Jones. Uh, he proved me right last year, but just not the year I called it. But um, but yes, generally speaking, the ride or die, Josh Jacobs' rookie year, that worked out really well as well. So, generally speaking, it's been uh, it's my ride or die has worked out pretty well. So definitely, I feel the pressure.
3: Well, oh. there is a lot of interest in this. Yes. Last night on Instagram, I posted a story of uh, me and my wife out for dinner, and I had like seven randoms message me off of it about who Matthew Berry's <laughs> ride or die was going to be. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of interest. There, a lot of interest in the reveal. There is a lot of interest, and the suggestions
4: are piling in. Uh, our friend Rotopat is where we will start. He has a pretty interesting suggestion for you, Matthew Berry. Let's take a look.
1: Matthew I know people are always asking you who you are riding with who you are perhaps even dying with in fantasy football and I'm just here to make the case that to avoid that morbid fate in 2023 the answer is Isaiah Pacheco some people may hear Pacheco's name and think RB recovering from two surgeries I think grossly undervalued RB2 in fact one who's not even going as an RB2 in summer fantasy drafts which I think is insane for the lead back in the league's best offense one that cannot possibly pass as much in the red zone again in 2023 Patrick Mahomes do not accept this challenge Always writing, never dying with Isaiah Pacheco.
4: The
2: bolder one there,
4: Barry. Maybe the boldest suggestion I've heard for your ride or die.
2: Uh, look, when my love-hate list comes out later this year, I think Pacheco will be on it. I think people don't realize just how much work he got over the second half of the season, week 10 on. He was a top five running back in terms of rushing yards in the NFL. But you've still got Jarrett McKinnon there, right? And, and you've still got... You know, there's so many, like, three touchdowns where, like, he, he shovel passes to Noah Gray. And, like, I just – I I love the call, but, yeah, that's it's not going to be Isaiah Pacheco. I don't want to ruin anything, but it, it, it's not going to be Isaiah Pacheco.
3: I think the issue there, to your point, Matthew, like, Patrick Mahomes the past two years has thrown the ball – 658 times and 648 times so it's just it's difficult for Pacheco to really you know to be a a top five running back in fantasy when there's just so much passing volume and McKinnon
2: and McKinnon's been great that's the other thing to exactly I, I don't think McKinnon has all the nine receiving touchdowns again but McKinnon will be involved in this offense all right let's hear from frequent contributor to the show Lawrence Jackson
4: Jackson on his suggestion Matthew Berry, my boy, let's keep it 100 right here. Your fantasy ride or die for 2023 shouldn't be no one other than Lamar Jackson. He don't want to envy people what he had. Look what he got now. His best receiving core ever. He got Todd Munkin running the offense. Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson and even Cooper Cup is a nice pick. And I'll ride with you on them, too. But the smash play right here is Lamar Jackson, dog. It ain't no questions asked. He could go for 4500 and and 1000 and you know that. Say trust. <laughs>
3: Think, Good sales pitch I, there. I, I think Lawrence um, took his shirt off to just try and get under the 30-second uh, time limit that we were given as part of that. Just remove the shirt. Gives you a little bit more uh, wiggle room there. Uh, yeah, Lawrence loves Lamar Jackson. You love Lamar Jackson. I do. We all love Lamar Jackson. Uh, but what do you think, Matthew? Is he in the mix?
2: He's certainly in the mix. I mean, you know, the fact is is a little bit too obvious. But I like your call, Jay, of saying that I think Lamar Jackson has the year that everyone thinks Justin Fields is going to have. Um Uh, Yeah. Can we can we send Lawrence like a fantasy football happy hour T-shirt or something like what's he like you couldn't have put on a shirt for the the video Lawrence. What are we doing here? Um, Anyway, but I like the call. I'm excited about Munkin's offense. Connor, I know you are as well. Again, a healthy Bateman Zay Flowers. We all like coming out of college. They already have Andrews. there, getting a healthy Beckham on the team as well. Could be a very, very special year for Lamar Jackson. This next one, a dynasty
4: darling already. Let's hear from Denny Carter on his choice. Matthew, it's your buddy Denny here, asking you to strongly consider Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson as your ride or die player for 2023. We all know that mobile, dual-threat quarterbacks are living, breathing cheat codes in fantasy football. We saw that last year with a guy I believe you picked as your ride or die, Jalen Hurts. Now, Hurts's former coach Shane Steichen is creating an offense around Anthony Richardson's rushing ability and his downfield throwing prowess. It all adds up to elite fantasy upside. Go with Anthony Richardson as your ride or die. You won't be sorry. Very a
2: rookie quarterback in the fold. An intriguing one at that. that it is, it, that'd be a gutty call, but you know, he mentioned Shane Steichen and you think about Jalen Hurts, who in the two years that he played under Shane in Philadelphia, On a points-per-game basis, Jalen Hurts was the second-best quarterback in fantasy. We know about how important dual-threat quarterbacks are in fantasy, and so if the downfield passing comes for Richardson, because we know the rushing's going to be there, and now who knows what happens with this Jonathan Taylor situation, the entire offense could be on Richardson's shoulders, which may not be great for the Colts, but certainly would be good for fantasy. Um, It would be a bold call, but it's an interesting one. I appreciate the thought, Denny. And our last video
4: suggestion comes from Kyle Dvorczyk with uh, this one bringing us a little bit back down to earth and normalcy here from Kyle. Hey, Matthew Barry, can I call you Barry? Well, Barry, I hear you're looking for a new ride or die this year. And I think I've got just the thing for you on the lot. Right here, we've got a lightly used 2023 Tony Pollard. Last year, the 2022 Tony Pollard put up 12 tutters. I'm thinking it's only gonna run you maybe a second round pick look at you you got second round picks falling out of your pocket so hey let me put you in a 2023 tony pollard for your ride or die kyle pulled over on the side of the road for this barry uh so and also said the yeah. word tutters tutters
3: yeah i thought it was <laughs> Tutties. yeah Tutties. yeah tutters yeah, i hadn't heard before I, I didn't know if we were,
2: we're allowed a form to say of potato <laughs> tutters fried tutters on air um yeah exactly um there's a Pollard. lot of uses for the word tuggers that aren't related to football. Um, I'll just I'll, – I'll say this. Um, look, the case for Pollard is easy, right? Last year from weeks eight through 16, he was the second-best running back in fantasy in his career. He's had 13 games where he's seen at least 15 touches. And in those games, he averaged, he averaged uh, 19.6 fantasy points per game. That would have been the third-best running back in fantasy last year. The case against Pollard, two, um, do the Cowboys sign a veteran? Does Ezekiel Elliott come back or somebody else? And two, his head coach is Mike McCarthy. How much trust can we put in Mike McCarthy? I will say this, though. It is worth noting. Last year, on the cover of the Roto-World Fantasy Football Draft Guide was Jalen Hurts. He was my ride-or-die. That worked out. This year, the cover boy for the Roto-World Fantasy Football Magazine is, in fact, Tony Pollard. So... Might yep. have to go back to the karma. Anyway, I'm thinking
3: about it. Pollard's in the mix for sure. For Pollard, uh, my guy that I was selling you on, Matthew, is Justin Herbert, and the quick pitch there was. He was QB2 two in 2021. Last year, he's dealing with a ton of injuries, both to himself and then to Rashawn Slater on the offensive line, to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at receiver. All those guys are back. Quinton Johnston is in there as well. Kellen Moore, as well, I think will add some diversity to that offense. I'll have more downfield threat. I think that Herbert can go for 5,000 yards passing, which he's already done in his career. He did that in 2021. He could have 40 passing touchdowns. And I think as well, he's going to add more of an element on the ground uh, this year and get back to that with uh, more health.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything Jay said on one hand, but on the negative side against Herbert, I'd have to agree with Jay. And he'd be very smug about it if I ended up choosing Herbert as my ride or die and take full credit (laughs) for it. I wouldn't get all the credit. You know, I need it to be about me and I need all the glory to me. So I don't know. I have to figure this one out. That one's tricky. Mine for you, Barry, was Bijan Robinson, but it feels like he's starting
4: to trend towards too obvious as we look at our betting odds for the happy ride or die day from Patrick Maynard 3 who set the odds who Barry is going to pick. Bijan is (laughs) now the betting favorite at minus 110, Jameer Gibbs. Plus one forty. Tony Pollard, who was mentioned by Kyle, plus 170. Justin Fields, not suggested by anyone. Maybe, maybe too obvious now, Fields, plus too 200. Obvious. And here's the one off the board. You know Jay loves the long shots. Brandon <laughs> Iook at plus 500, Jay. <laughs> I wouldn't Jay.
3: touch that. I wouldn't touch Brandon where you plus 500. Maybe 400 to one. But uh, I don't think Barry's going to be riding or dying with him. But uh, looking forward uh, to seeing who you choose tonight, Barry, as are the seven randoms who commented on my Instagram story.
2: It's tomorrow night, just to be clear. Um, But the other thing, what I will say, uh, Jay, is uh, I love that tweet. I will say that I have narrowed my list, and three of my finalists are on that list, the odds list. Three of my finalists are. So uh, that was a pretty uh, pretty good list by whoever put that together by the odds.
4: All right. You'll have to tune in, of course, to Thursday Night Football, the Hall of Fame game, to see the big reveal for Matthew Berry's ride or die. doesn't sound like he's willing to die with Mike McCarthy, by the way. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) Not willing to be buried with McCarthy. So that's it for us. We will be back Friday. We'll maybe be recapping some of the game, a lot going on. Barry, enjoy your time in Canton, and excited as always to see you on TV.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.
0: Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a foxoliner, moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. Nexgard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive.
1: Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because...